0: and we are live how are we doing today pack fans this is pack center your one-stop shop for all things nevada sports the only student ran sports podcast here on campus i'm your host austin paschke to my right is the one the only co-host tyler seth uh, How how we feeling today tyler solid solid very good ready it, to go what what does uh, what does the tweet say did oh. it, uh, Essence Booker a pack yeah, player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, uh,
1: oh, it's it was that when we had that down week where we didn't forget to do it. but Right. We, yeah, we kind of forgot to do it. We kind of forgot to do it. Right. And then, uh, so we just gave Essence Booker it. So, yeah, she was a pack player of the week.
0: Okay. Well, so, that was a I topic mean, of conversation off air that we're now bringing on to uh, on air. And, um, yeah, before we get into it, we have a pretty special episode. It's going to be short gonna be a quick hitter one two straight to the punch but we're gonna talk about some football some all mountain west honors came out this past week and then we got men's basketball who took care of business uh two days ago wednesday night and then we're gonna talk about women's basketball in their game tomorrow at the good old vsg against air force first mountain west competition of the year it's gonna be a great episode it's gonna be a fun one guys and uh stick with us And we're back ready to rock and roll. Yeah, the conversation about Essence Booker was uh, she was named Student Athlete of the Month by the university here. And um, she was a former Pack Player of the Week. So I don't want to say we saw it coming or we called it or even that they're looking at Pac Center's pa- Pac Player of the Week to kind of...
1: I think we need to, you know, we need to have a talk with Doug, honestly. We need,
0: I, we need to call him up. I feel like, you know, one week was all or one month was all right. You know what I mean? Like okay, Pack Athlete, uh, Student Athlete of the Month, they're going to poach one of our Pack Player of the Weeks. So that makes sense. But 2 yeah. months in a row? Yeah,
1: this is, this is kind of something, something I'm gonna something's have, going
0: on. I'm going to have to call Doug up. I'm going to have to see what the heck is going on. But do you want let's start off with some football. Yeah. Let's let's start off with some football uh, down week Obviously, we're waiting to, for the bye. I think we'll know on Sunday um, where we're playing our bowl game at. But Mountain West honors came out. We have one person that made the uh, first team all Mountain West, and that is Dom Peterson. Rightly so, I feel like, had a crazy year after his stellar freshman year. Uh, sophomore Dom Peterson, the only pack player to earn first team all Mountain West. Obviously, his first time in his career. Last year, he did not get that honor. I don't even know if he got... He might have gotten honorable mention last year. I don't think he got second team. No. But he had a pretty good freshman year.
1: I think I think he was an honorable mention.
0: But um, first team this year, sophomore ranked second in the conference and led Nevada with 13 and a half tackles for a loss. Thirteen of those 13 and a half were solo tackles for a loss. It's pretty impressive. Uh Peterson also ranks second in the Mountain West with eight sacks, averaging 0.73 per game which is good for 28th in the nation. Shout out to Dom Peterson for having another stellar year. You know We often see the sophomore slump, but that was not the case in Dom Peterson's year this year. I mean, he absolutely went off, and we'll see if he can continue that run next year when we get him back. Brandon Talton, the GOAT, I personally will get into this, but I think he was snubbed. Yeah. I mean, second team, you're telling me there's a better kicker in the Mountain West? Do you know off the top of your head who was first team? I do not. I should know, but I do not know. Can you look that up real quick? I am. I am right now. Brandon Talton was the only Pack player to get second team All-Mountain West. Talton had a stellar year in his first season with the Pac. True freshman, 18-year-old walking on, and then obviously after that, Purdue Stunner got the scholarship. He is sitting seventh all-time in Nevada single-season history with 18 successful field goals, making the first 12 of his career without a miss. He was named the Mountain West Special Teams Player of the Week on three occasions, including after that week one a 56-yard field goal to beat Purdue. His 18 field goals ranked fourth in the Mountain West, while his 56-game winner was the second-longest field goal made by anyone in the conference this season. Did you figure it out? Yeah, I'm looking. Because, because you hear all those stats. You hear the Purdue game winner. You hear about the San Jose State game winner, 12 for 12 to start off the season. True freshman, 18-year-old. Just baby-faced killer. I got snubbed. Uh, The first team
1: place kicker was Dominic Ebali, senior from Utah State. Who? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, Another fun fact for you, Boise State uh, basically swept the postseason awards. Defensive player of the year, special teams player of the year, freshman of the year.
0: Wait, special teams player of the year?
1: Avery Williams was I he think, a returner? I think
0: he's a returner. Yeah,
1: he looks like he's a returner. So, so say that again. Special teams, special teams, freshman, right. and Defensive. Wow. The only other two teams were Hawaii's coach Nick Rolovich right. won uh, Coach of the Year, and then Josh Love, who right. no one saw coming at the beginning of the season, well, I think won l- the Offensive
0: Player of the Year. Well, Rolovich, I mean, shout out to the Pack. We probably should have kept him on staff, yeah. but uh, we we'll, we'll we'll talk about that uh, a different day. But um, yeah, well, a lot of people had Love. To, to win a postseason honor. It was just the wrong love, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was Utah State's love that a lot of people thought was going to run away with it. And uh, so, wait, well, this one was Josh Love. Yeah. Okay, because I get— San Jose State quarterback.
1: Josh. Yes. And the
0: other one's Jordan. Yes. So they're not brothers. I don't even think they're related, but— no, probably um, not. No. <laughs> a lot of people thought a Love was going to win it, just not San Jose State's love. But he had a hell of a year. Excuse my French. I mean, he went off. So that makes sense. But Brandon Talton absolutely snubbed, absolutely snubbed for the first team all Mountain West. He definitely should have got all first team all Mountain West. I saw a tweet from Brandon Talton that just said LOL, and I didn't yeah. really get what it meant, right? I was like, okay, maybe, you know, I mean, 18-year-olds, like they subtweet all the time, like whatever. And then like 10 minutes later, it was announced that he was on second team. So I was like, oh, maybe he found out early, you know what I mean? He was like, wow. Because I, I think he was snubbed. That I mean, if you look at listen to that resume, I mean, that's – Pretty yeah. impressive. But he was the only person to make it to second team. And then we got four honorable mentions. Daniel Brown, definitely well-deserved. Romeo Dubs, can't wait to see him return. Gabe Sewell and Toa Tawa earned all Mountain West honorable mention. Daniel Brown cemented himself as one of the top cornerbacks in the conference this season. He ranked tied for second in the Mountain West with four interceptions while averaging 0.4 per game. Those four interceptions are tied for 14th in the nation this season while well, the 0.4 picks per game uh is 15th in the nation, Brown totaled 41 tackles, 29 of them solo and three tackles for a loss that totaled 12 yards. I mean, Daniel Brown just more of the same we saw from last year and the year before and then now a uh, great senior season really really bummed actually that he's not going to be able to return because we have such a young secondary that I mean, if he if he came back that would be amazing. Like his veteranness uh, along with these Players in the secondary that only getting better, that would be crazy. But he is now gone. Great year for Daniel Brown. Honorable mention, Mountain West. Romeo Dubs, who we will have back, definitely lived up to the hype after his freshman campaign, ranking ranking second on the Wolf Pack with 44 receptions, 649 yards, and four touchdowns. Sophomore led the Wolf Pack with 14.75 yards per reception and hauled in the longest touchdown of the season. That 75-yard catch against San Jose State. His 167 receiving yards against the Spartans in that game were the fourth most by any Mountain West receiver in a game this season and was the most of his career in a single contest. Can't wait to see him return. Obviously, we definitely missed him in that uh, UNLV game, but he'll be able to come back. He's obviously only a sophomore. So yeah, he'll be able to come back and just tear up the league next year. Gabe Sewell. Uh, senior, he made the most of his senior season with the Silver and Blue, ranking third on the team with 52 tackles, 24 solo tackles, ranked second on the team this season with 5.5 tackles for a loss, totaled 14 yards, as well as registering a pass breakup and a forced fumble. Definitely going to be missing him in the middle. We're definitely going to be missing him as a linebacker. I mean, our defense. Who's? I mean, our offense is returning 10 players. Defense a little bit less and he is definitely going to be leaving a huge gap at the linebacker position uh, come next year. And then last but definitely not least is Toa Tawa, reigning Mountain West Freshman of the Year. He continued that play going into this year, his sophomore season. Toa led Nevada with 759 yards on the ground in 2019. On 190 attempts, he scored six touchdowns while averaging four yards per rush putting together 63.25 yards per game. Toa went over the century mark twice this season with a huge game against San Jose State. He had 160 yards in that game, and then he had 135 yards at Fresno State, where obviously he scored that game-winning touchdowns with 12 seconds left in regulation. So, all in all, I mean, a great uh, great group of one first team, one second team, and then honorable mention. And then the great thing about that is that we get most of these guys back next year. And I, that is what I'm most excited for. And I'm just going to call it, it's a really bold, bold take. So, uh, watch your mouth, but Carson's going to be first team next year. Woo! Yep. I said it. All right. <laughs> Someone write it down. Someone put it in the calendar books. Yep. A year, a, a year future. Yep. Is A.J. correct? Carson Strong, first team all Mountain West next year as he leads Nevada to a 9-3 year. Boom. Watch
1: him we're out. already making predictions for next year. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't
0: even, we haven't even played our bowl game yet. And we're already making predictions for next year. Speaking of the bowl game, we are predicted right now to play in the New Mexico Bowl against the Conference USA team. Well, that would be a thriller. That would be a
1: yeah. That would be
0: a, <laughs> one hell of a game. Right now it says Southern Miss, so um, Southern Mississippi. Haven't heard of them all year, but we might be playing we them. They made a home. run in the tournament a couple years ago in basketball, if I'm not mistaken. Southern I Miss. think you're right. Like two, two, three years ago. Well, but I don't think they've done much on the football no, end no, of things. Yeah. But um, yeah, that would be we'd be playing in the New Mexico Bowl, man. <sighs> That UNLV game, man, we'd be big. playing. Now, I know. Now we
1: look back at it, and it's like, like we're playing in possibly, of course, this is all hypothetical. Yeah, playing in the New Mexico Bowl against Conference USA team isn't the best.
0: No, look for the, for the university. Yeah, it's not the it's not the best. It's horrible. It's like, who wants to watch that game? But whatever, at least it's a win. uh. Last year, Utah State played North Texas in the New Mexico Bowl and absolutely slaughtered him. I think it was like 50-14 to 14 or something like that. So we'll be able to um, – I mean, that's what that's what we're predicted. You don't know what's going to happen. We'll find out on Sunday, and we will be able to tell you guys what happens on Monday's episode. But let's move on. Let's get to some more good news. Men's basketball off to a 6-3 start this year. Just played Santa Clara two nights ago, Wednesday at Lawler in Holy crap, what a game. We destroyed the Broncos 98-67. to 67. I mean, just some stats. Most points we have scored all year. Most assists we have had all year. Most rebounds we've had all year. Five scores in double digits. Uh, no doubt, no-brainer, best game we have played all year. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean
1: you watched, like, the fluidity of that game mm-hmm. and how the team really came together, and it was something that was really impressive and kind of, a sight for sore Eyes for some Nevada fans.
0: Definitely. I mean, because we didn't know how they would respond after the um, the Paradise Jam. I mean, yeah, they had a great weekend and they won the championship. But then, you know, you come back to reality, you come back to the States and you're like...
1: The freezing cold, right. Reno temperatures.
0: You don't know what's going to happen. And this was going to be a good game. I mean, Santa Clara, I was sitting next to a certain reporter and I was like, oh, they're looking good. And he's yeah, oh, yeah, it's Santa Clara. I mean, there ain't one. I mean, granted, you have to be at least somewhat decent to be 8-1, no matter who you play, because that that involves limiting the hiccups, limiting the turn. You know what I mean? That just is you're beating who you need to beat. And this is an 8-1 team predicted to finish fifth in the WCC. That's not a bad team, and we definitely took care of business. 52 rebounds. 26 assists, just absolutely just dishing the ball every which way. Jazz Johnson, Jalen Harris, Robbie Robinson, Zane Meeks, Nisre, Zoua, all gotten double digits. Zane Meeks, though, I mean, you have been saying it since day one. You really like the kid. We had him on air, obviously, so we're kind of high on him. But, I mean, while we thought he was going to be a big contributor to this team, I don't – I mean, I personally didn't see this kind of uh, uh, contribute to, you know, what they've been doing. I mean, he's been – He's been uh, filling the stat sheet and uh, it's been incredibly helping this team.
1: Yeah, especially when you have um Desmond Cambridge, yep, leave the university. Right. You know you have Oh, Eric Parrish. Eric Parrish leave the university. Yep, yeah, Desmond uh, Cambridge is
0: sitting, but yeah, Eric Parrish, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean, that's a huge hole that we'd have to fill and though we do have to fill and Zane has been doing it well.
1: Yeah, he stepped up really really well. Yeah. Um even in the Paradise Jam, we kind of saw glimpses of it and I think this was definitely his best game of the season mm-hmm. by far um scoring and also you know playing defense and rebounding as well i yeah. thought his all-around game uh this game was really good and you see him talk about uh in the post game a little bit about you know how shooting's always you know here and there but defense is something that he's really been kind of keying on in college and we kind of see that um come out against santa clara
0: yeah he i mean he had 16 points six for 11 shooting four for eight from the three-point line five rebounds and two assists but like you said that was something that impressed me because of the post game he was very mature we'll just give it to you guys this is what he said after uh, the Santa Clara game on what he's trying to improve most as the season continues my
2: main focus has been defense you know shooting you know that comes it's kind of afterthought but my main focus has really been defense and I've done a ton of film sessions with coach I'm in there you know it feels like two three times a week just trying to figure out everything Um, the defense out here is a lot different than it is in high school for sure everyone's you know taller stronger more athletic and so my main focus has been defense the offense is going to come I'm not really worried about that
0: so you see him talking about defense and that is his number one focus this year is how he plays on defense because he said obviously scoring will come but that's pretty impressive for a freshman to kind of say you know I'm not going to worry about what the point like what I finish with points wise I'm going to really locked down this defensive end and really helped this team. But, I mean, another bright spot, Jalen Harris, 16 points on 4-9 for from, from the field, um, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 assists shy from a triple-double. Fun fact, the post-game stat said he was 3 assists away, but it came back, we're now uh, 2 assists away. There was a little confusion on the stat sheet. But 16 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. I mean, absolutely crazy stat line leading the team in rebounds. Jazz Johnson, 20 points on 7 for 11 shooting, four from seven from beyond the arc, two rebounds, and five assists. And then last but not least, Robbie Robinson had a career day, 10 points and seven rebounds. Before this game, I still am a little bit. I was worried about the front court, but as we have seen, Alfred is having this team play his their best basketball as the season continues, and that's only getting me more excited to see what comes late February, early March.
1: Yeah, and um. You know, we've heard him talk countless times of trying to get the team to play, you know, his brand of basketball. It's going to take some time, obviously, with the new coaching staff, a lot of new faces on this roster that, you know, Alfred's going to, you know, need some time to kind of coach him up like how he wants him. And even after the game, he was talking about how some of the players were kind of looked over to him when they, you know, recognized some of the tendencies he's been talking about in practice. And so you know it's really all starting to click for you know this whole team and I think we see that translate on the court as well and obviously in the final score of this game yeah so it's you know it's really it's an encouraging sight to see for Nevada fans who were kind of uh wishy-washy when you know we played our first five or six games of the season now we are you know sitting six and three and we're looking we're looking pretty nice right now so as long as they keep progressing in this kind of direction I think you know this season could be you know a a lot of people's expectations
0: yeah and you don't want to take one game just an isolated event like the Santa like obviously the Santa Clara game you don't want to just look at it as one event and be like oh yeah we're we're, you know sweet 16 bound here comes you know what I mean like you don't want to do that no yeah exactly but but you do have to take into consideration what they did on the islands and then as they come back they do or they put up just an astounding game Jazz Johnson talked about you know, after that Davidson loss, they got the leaders got together. The senior, you know, the vocal leaders got together, and it was just a bad taste in their mouth. What happened in Davidson game, and since that game, you have seen this team progress tenfold. So it's really been fun to see this team just kind of, you know, just come into their own. And I think it's it starts on the defensive end. You know, defensively we ranked top 20 in the nation in three point defense. We allow just 26 percent from beyond the arc. We're also limiting teams to forty percent from the field. It's not the best, but it's not definitely not the worst yeah. in the in the uh, the nation. I think we rank like close to around hundred, so it's you know your top what third top third yeah in, in the n- in the nation limiting teams from the field. So that's you know it starts with our defense and how we're limiting teams and we're just pressuring teams all the time. That's been a focus of this team. This is what Coach Alfred had to say about their defense and what they focus on most. I just think
2: it's it's when you get that many rebounds that means they've missed a lot of shots so I thought they got some open looks and we talked about that at halftime that we had to do a better job contesting shots and I thought we contested more in the second half Uh, but obviously if you're forcing misses that's a good thing Uh, now you just have to finish the possession by you always finish a defensive stop either by a rebound or a turnover and so and we struggled with that in October especially in practice and I think our guys are learning they're getting better Um, what's been exciting is what took place in the island and now we come back here after eight days off um, and played very similar uh, and probably even better tonight than what we were on the island but the exciting thing is now things happen in the game and they look over to me and they know what they know what the deal is and that's exciting because it's starting to it's starting to sink in of what what we want what we'll tolerate what we won't tolerate um, and that they're thinking about those things and that's the that's the first thing. Now we got to get them to where they're consistent enough to where now you stop even thinking about it, you just go out and do what you're supposed to do, and that's got to be our next step.
0: One thing I've seen though, just keeping on this defensive, you know, end of things is Jazz Johnson. One thing I thought was really interesting, is coach said that he was on their best score the last game again or against Santa Clara, and I wonder if that's going to be something we see continue because I mean, while he has obviously become the vocal leader of this team. He's running all over the court. I mean, we saw, I forget who, it was Robbie, I think, got fouled pretty hard. And Jazz sprinted from way beyond the three-point line all the way to the baseline just to pick him up. Like, he has been the vocal leader. He has been this leader of this team. And the way he plays defense, I feel like, is very contagious. Zane talked about it in the postgame. I think, I think this defense is what's hopefully going to set us apart uh, come Mountain West Conference time.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's always important. You know, you want your seniors, you want your juniors, the upperclassmen on that team to set a good example. And I think Jazz Johnson is the epitome of a good example. You know, he's kind of the, when you look up in the dictionary, you know, leadership, he's face pops up. What he's doing this year and having to step into that role, which – really didn't have to do last year you know there's a lot of other leaders on this team last year vocal leaders like Jordan Caroline you see the Martin twins and then sometimes Trey Porter would get in guys faces you know trying to hype him up but you know Jazz Johnson stepping into that role this year I think he had a lot of good people to kind of learn from and now he's just doing his own thing and really you can see it in the way they play too I mean he's you're absolutely right he's a vocal leader he's you know the locker room leader he's the dude that really kind of I feel like ties this whole team together and keeps them all pretty close. So what he's doing off the court, I feel like is almost as important as what he's doing on the court. But you know, if he keeps doing this, it's going to be, you know, a fun team to watch for sure.
0: Definitely. And it's going to be even more fun as our front court keeps developing like this. I mean, a career game from Robbie Robinson, if this is the new normal from him, this is going to be amazing. Cause his, his help in the Santa Clara game was definitely, definitely needed. And I mean, he had 10 points, 8 rebounds. Let me look at the box score just real quick.
1: Seven, three dimes.
0: Seven, Yeah, seven rebounds, three assists, 10 points. If he keeps stuffing the stat sheet like this, it's a great help for this team. And, I mean, Zane, too, like we said. I mean, he keeps developing. He's going to be a monster down low for our front court. But we do play our first Mountain West Conference game this Saturday, tomorrow at Air Force, tough place to play. We found out why we're playing this weird conference game, by yeah, the way. Yeah, men's and women's. Yeah, because I guess the Vegas, the Mountain West Conference Championship in Vegas is held at a place that the availability had to be pushed up a week or something like that? Yeah,
1: due to construction that they're doing right, for or renovations that they're doing.
0: So they, it was got pushed up a week, so the conference games got pushed up a week. Technically, Wednesday night was supposed to be a conference game, but we had a quote-unquote bye, so we... Filled Santa Clara in there, but a lot of people had conference games two nights ago, and we have our first come Saturday. Air Force we play at Air Force always, like I said, a tough place to play. Uh, they just beat a pretty bad Wyoming team by nine, and but they could shoot. They can score the ball, that's for sure. They hit 17 threes in that competition. Some key wins for this team, this Air Force team. They beat Texas State. Wyoming and Army, if you can call those key wins, I mean, that's great, but those three teams are pretty bad, and those are their best three wins of the season. And they were all close games. I mean, I think their biggest win was by 10 or 12. So it's definitely not – this Air Force team, while there was a lot of promise, I think they're returning all their scores. They definitely have not lived up to the hype so far. Uh, Key loss would be to Loyola Marymount by 14. Same LMU team we beat by 5. Another brutal loss would be two 10-point losses to Indiana State. And Idaho State. Who? Who are those teams?
1: Not regular Indiana? Like no. the, the good basketball no. Indiana? The... No.
0: No. Indiana State. Oh. No, not not the good Indiana. Not, not the good old Hoosiers. No. And then Idaho State. That was to open up the season. That's uh, that's those are brutal losses. Yeah, those are pretty bad. So this team has definitely not lived up to expectations. They return all their key scores, but just their defense is atrocious. Might be the worst defense in all of Mountain West, to be honest with you. No, uh, sorry, San Jose State's in there. So probably the second worst <laughs> defense in all of Mountain West. They are ranked 62nd in the country in three-point percentage with 36% from deep. So they can shoot the ball pretty efficiently. And then also in, from the field, they rank 76 in the country with 46% from the field. So, I mean, that's pretty darn efficient from yeah, the field I mean not too bad yeah if you're averaging 46 percent you can shoot you can put up some numbers but then you get to the defensive side of things mm. they cannot stop teams from scoring 240th in the nation in scoring defense allowing 71 points per game they rank 268th in the country in defending the three-pointer that's great for us they rank close to last in the nation 327th in opponents' field goal percentage, allowing 47% from the field. I mean, you just look look at their last three games. 56% from the field, Indiana State. 34% when they play Jackson State. I think they beat them by 10 or something like that. Jackson, they're horrible. Yeah. And 51% against a bad Wyoming team who lost – Oh, God, how am I losing? Justin James. Yeah, yeah, thank you.
1: Sacramento Kings uh, rising star, by
0: the way. Okay, rising star. Calm it down over there, (laughs) Sacramento Kings. But, I mean, it's true. I mean, they lost pretty much their – I mean, they lost their leading score, pretty much all offense from last year, and they put up 51% from the field against them. So this team – is atrocious so this game is kind of matching up to be a perfect matchup against our our team who likes to put up numbers from the field likes to put up three pointers and likes to do it efficiently I think Jazz is going to have a huge game watch out for Jalen I think Zane keeps it going as well
1: yeah, I mean on paper this is kind of a perfect matchup for yeah. us, you know. Our defense has been kind of a high point as of late, uh and they're pretty good on offense, so we should have that bottled up there and then their defense is absolutely horrible against the 3 and field goal percentage. Right. And then our offense has been, you know, surging as of late. So we got a lot of hot hands that definitely will step into some shots. A name that wasn't really called much during Santa Clara, Lindsey Drew only mm-hmm. had 8 points. I could see him, you know, going off in this game. But you're right, it is a tough place to play in Colorado at the Academy, the Air Force Academy. So uh, it's going to be a good one, but I think, you know, we just have too many weapons on offense right now and too many hot hands to drop in this game.
0: Yeah, it's a hard place to play, and I think Coach said it best when he was lining out his keys to the game and what he thinks will happen on Saturday. This is what Coach had to say about their upcoming game against Air Force.
2: What needs to happen? Continue to do what we're doing. It's not. We're not going to... I'm not bewitched. I'm not going to just twist my nose and it come. It happens again on Saturday. We just we got to do what we do. We got we got two days here. We got to travel tomorrow and then it's a quick turnaround because Friday um, is a quick, quick practice. We'll practice in the morning and Friday and then we tip up at noon. You know, Air Force won at Wyoming today and made 17 threes. You know, so and Air Force has three seniors in the starting lineup. So this is this is supposed to be Air Force's year. Uh, this is what they've been building towards. So. This is not an easy start. They've already got a conference game under their belt. We just have to continue to do what we're doing. We're not, we, if we get out of character, we'll get beat. Uh, if we don't do the things that we're set up to do, we'll get beat. Uh, but I like our chances if we continue to, to work and do the things that we're supposed to do offensively and defensively.
0: A player to look for, though, Caleb Morris, number double zero. You always got to watch out for the double zeros. Melo's? Mello. You see what Melo's doing in the NBA? It's double zero. Melo player of the week in the NBA, by the way. Bullshit assigned him. Anyways, Caleb Morris consistently leads their team in scoring. He scored 15 points against Wyoming and is their leading three-point shooter. If we can limit him, we will probably have this game locked up. If, I think Jazz Johnson should probably be on him. I mean – we were talking about who's going to step up defensively, I think, on Monday. Yeah. And we were saying Jalen, and we were saying Lindsey Drew. J- Jazz didn't even cross my mind. And that's on me. That I mean, that's... I, I He just didn't cross my mind as a defensive, like, shut-down defensive player. But I think... The more I'm watching him, the more I agree that I think he could be on their leading score. Granted, it, obviously it's not like a seven-footer, but um, yeah, I think Jazz should probably be on Caleb, and we can definitely lock down their offense. This is going to be a really good game for us. If we keep playing defense the way we're playing, force a couple turnovers, as long as we can play defense against this Air Force team, we have this team in the bag, or like have this win yeah. in the bag. There's no way we lose this game, because the way we've been putting up numbers... Their the way their defense is, we're gonna be able to put up a lot of points. All we gotta do is rebound the ball efficiently and play defense. When we have this game. What do you think? What, what do you have? Do you have a uh, score prediction? What? How do you think this game's gonna go on Saturday? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um.
1: Yeah, I'll give us a score prediction. I'm gonna go Nevada seventy eight, Air Force sixty five. I think we kind of run away with this one. Yeah. I don't think it's ever really a game we got to take care of our free points though in the Santa Clara game our free throw percentage was at 59% which yeah. is pretty bad leaving um, a lot of points yeah yeah even though yeah even though we only i mean even though we scored 98 points mm-hmm. you know we could have easily hit that century mark um however i don't think you know this air force team you know they have one you know pretty decent player but we have you know four or five that yeah. can really score the ball so i think this Kind of turns into a runaway at the end. Um, I think we take this easy and then, um, you know, come back to Lawler with some uh, confidence.
0: Definitely. And the way just our defense have been playing, I think we shut down their scoring. I mean, we ranked top 20 nationally, three-point defense, 26%, and then 40% from the field were limiting teams. There's, there's no way that we don't play solid defense against this team and then at least get some scoring from uh, either the big three or the big four and see what Zane can do off the bench. I think we win 79 to 63. I think it's a 16 point obliteration against air force. As we go to air force tomorrow at 7 PM, I think we have this game on lock. I think it's a 16 point win 79 to 63. And uh, we'll be able to break down that entire game and that win come Monday. And then let's move on. We got some women's basketball last, but definitely not least. Um, Start of a 4-2 and two start to the season. It's pretty good. And um, like we said, Essence Booker, former Pack Player of the Week, was named Student Athlete of the Month by the university. So shout out to Essence. Definitely a great award and recognition for her for what she's been doing. She's been absolutely killing it for the Lady Wolf Pack. We also play Air Force on Saturday, but it's at home. It's at VSG because of the graduations that are going on on campus come Saturday. So we're playing at VSG. I think that tip off is at 2 p.m. 2. Yep, 2 p.m. So it's an afternoon game. So, you mean you'll be able to go watch women's basketball at VSG and then later that night turn on the TV to watch Air Force men's basketball. And we'll be able to probably beat both of them. Uh, they I, think, f-
1: I think Air Force is at 11 a.m.
0: Oh, wait, what?
1: Yeah, Air Force is at 11 a.m.
0: Oh, I said 7 p.m. this entire time because it says December 7th. (laughs) So correction on my part, correction, correction. You'll be able to watch the men's team earlier because the men's play Air Force in the morning at 11 a.m. So you got to wake up, uh, get your cup of coffee and watch the men's team beat Air Force tomorrow at 11 a.m. And then we'll be able to watch the women's team air force at 2 p.m but we will be able to go to that game at vsg air force their women's team finished last season 8 and 22 but did split the season series with us beating us in colorado and losing at lawler this season they are 1 and 8 with their only win being against new jersey institute of tech oh wow um an institute of tech okay well i mean at least they won I guess. Do you have a they, score on they that? They
1: dominated them. I don't remember the exact score. They beat them by at least like 15, though. Okay. I but, mean, it's but New Jersey lost... Institute
0: of Technology. Right. I, don't,
1: I don't think they focus much on sports.
0: Do they even give out scholarships? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think it's just <laughs> a bunch of walk-on scientists. <laughs> they just throw a on the, of, yeah A bunch of chemists that yeah. step onto the court. They, like, take off their lab coats, put on some shorts, and just Their step lab out. coats are their warm-up yeah. jerseys. Oh, my. This is their jumpers? Yeah. I mean, they've lost eight other games. Uh, they have. That's their only win. They're a pick to finish 10th in the preseason poll. Only team below them is San Jose State University. Can we keep talking about how disrespectful us being ranked ninth in the preseason poll? Yeah. One above this Air Force team that's one and eight right now. I mean, just atrocious. I'm I'm not gonna get over that. Tied for 40th in steals in the NCAA. However, they are 332nd in field goal percentage defense. So they allow teams to put up a lot of points on them. Unlike us, they have already played a conference game against Wyoming in which a comeback fell just short with Air Force losing 65 to 63. Their leading scorer this season is junior Kaylin Immel, who is averaging just over 14 points a game and leads the team in both field goal percentage and three-point percentage. Another scoring threat is Riley Snyder, who is averaging 14 points a game on the dot. I mean, the way it's matching up right now is looking pretty good for our team. We have a bunch of I would guess okay. We have a pretty good score in Essence Booker, and we are still waiting to see who that second. Yeah, the secondary is. score. Marguerite Effa, we've talked about. Amani Lacy, we've talked about. Dom Phillips, maybe she'll be able to come out of um, off the bench and really contribute on the scoring end of things. But we're still waiting on that second score to come out of the woodworks in the Wyoming game. Snyder dropped a game high twenty points and seven rebounds. Snyder is six feet tall, so it would be important for Nevada to contain her down low. Maybe that's where Amani Lacy comes in, Marguerite Effa. The game is Saturday with a tip-off at 2 p.m. in VSG with the first responders getting in free for this game. That's awesome. Good, Good fact. little promo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's cool because I think a lot of, or maybe every home game for the women's team, there's something going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, Someone's getting in for free. Or, of, yeah, a lot of promos. Yeah, you saw last game at Lawler, they had the... Uh, the tribal, the tribal game, the Native yeah. American. They had the uniforms that were sick, and uh, they did the uh, halftime show and all that kind of stuff. So that's cool. I think, yeah, every single game they have something going on. So, but a little fun fact about our women's team: we are 55th in the country in turnovers forced, averaging 20 a game. Wow. 20 turnovers that we force a game. That's crazy. That is unreal. That's great defense, and uh, that, I mean that's been kind of the six su- the recipe for success. Great defense, and then Essence Booker has, you know, double-digit scorings, and everyone else has, like, four points. So, (laughs) I mean, until we can find that second-leading scorer, I think we're going to be able to just squeak out games. I don't know if we're really going to be able to put, like, the beating down on people, but Air Force is pretty bad. How do you think this game is going to match up against our team?
1: Yeah, I think at home in VSG, obviously a little different environment, very close-knit kind yeah, of environment definitely. in VSG uh, yeah. if you're watching a basketball game. I think we take this one. I think, like you said, our defense has been stellar this season. I think that continues against, uh, you know, a not-so-good Air Force team. Mm-hmm. I think Amani Lacey really pops off this game. I think, okay. um, you know, she contains Snyder down low, and then we kind of get some points off of her as well. I think she has a really good defensive game as well as uh, she scores the basketball pretty well. Obviously, Essence Booker probably puts up 15 points. Yeah. I don't really have a score prediction for this one, but I just see us winning this probably by 10 or 15. I don't think this should be a game. It'll be a good kind of opener for Mountain West play for the ladies um, to kind of get them tuned up when we actually get into the bulk of the Mountain West
0: schedule. I think Alyssa Jimenez has a great game. Ooh, I think she goes off. I think she's the second leading scorer in this game behind Essence. But I think Essence has a great game, like you said. I think she puts up – I mean, this team, this Air Force team, is not good at defending – scoring like they're just so i think essence has about i think she could put up 20 points Mm. so i think essence puts up 20 and i think Alyssa puts up double digits as well to help this team i say score prediction i say let's go 69 to 58 11 point win all right at DSG. i like i think our defense steps up limits their scoring forces turnovers like we do very well and i think we can't be stopped on the offensive end because how just how bad they're their defenses. i mean offense is our weak point but i think defense is obviously their weak point so i think we can put up a good amount of points on this team and i don't think it should be a game like you said this this team we need to make a statement in our first mountain west game and this is the way to do it tomorrow 2 p.m at vsg there's nothing else going on i mean unless you have like a kid or you're graduating or something you don't have any, anything yeah. else going on football's not going on there's no other sports. Uh, Basketball's in Air Force, so everyone should get out to VSG. Let's pack that stadium because, or court or whatever. Because I feel like, like you said, it's so intimate that if there's a lot of people there, it's gonna make it incredibly hard for Air Force to do anything. It'd be a crazy environment if we really
1: pack up VSG. Yeah, I think. Oh, if we pack up VSG, I think we win by twenty.
0: Yeah, it could be. It could be in a crazy, crazy blowout game. So I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow. And we'll be able to recap all that on Monday. Uh, Stay tuned for live updates on all the games that are going on this weekend. We got basketball, both men's and women's. And then we find out what bowl we'll be playing in on Sunday. And we have Pack Player of the Week on Sunday. Do you have any last thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up? Go Pack. Go Pack. I love it. Thank you guys for giving us your time. And like always, let's go Pack.